children come Don't dare drive them away And then the kingdom comes Hear the holy foolish things they say The springtime of their life decides The adults they'll become So let the children come Please let the children come Welcome to Children's Bible Journey with stories and songs just for kids. We have a dramatized Bible story coming up. But let's get today's program started by singing some praises to our awesome God. I'm 
Jesus sure makes her heart feel happy. We'll do some more singing in a few minutes. Now let's get back to our continuing Bible story from the Bible in Living Sound. In one of the courts of the temple at Jerusalem rose two lofty pillars supporting lamps of great size. After the evening sacrifice, the lamps were kindled, shedding their light over Jerusalem. These lights I kindle in commemoration of the pillar of light that guided Israel in the desert, also as symbols pointing forward to the coming of the Messiah. morning sun rose above the Mount of Olives, and its rays fell with dazzling brightness on the marble palaces and lighted up the gold of the temple walls. Jesus, pointing to it, said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Ah, you are light, huh? <laughs> At the creation of the world and the beginning... Light shone out of darkness. Light came forth out of the pillar of fire by night, leading the vast armies of Israel. Light rested over the mercy seat in the tabernacle. Light filled the temple of Solomon at its dedication. Yet, you say you are the light? <laughs> this is not true. <laughs> Though I bear record of myself, my record is true. For I know whence I came and whither I go. But ye cannot tell whence I came and whither I go. Ye judge after the flesh. I judge no man. I am one that beareth witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. Oh, where is thy Father? Ye neither know me nor my Father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. Uh, I almost believe him. He speaketh with so much conviction and power. We were sent here to arrest Jesus. Why don't we? Why don't you, Captain? I, I don't truly know. Somehow I seem to be, well, constrained. Oh, by the power of a, a Jesus? Perhaps it's just... Just that I want to hear the rest of his speech. Perhaps. <laughs> I go my way, and ye shall see me, and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, ye cannot go. Does he mean he's going to kill himself? He goes where we cannot go? I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. Ye shall die in your sins. If ye believe not that I am he... Ye shall die in your sins. Who art thou? The very one that I said unto you from the beginning. I have many things to say to you, but he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world these things which I have heard of him. Does he mean his father in heaven, God? He has no father in heaven. Ye know not who I am. We asked it of thee. When ye have lifted up the Son of Man... Then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. He that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Look at that. It's disgusting. Many of the people believe him and say so openly. If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth. And the truth 
shall make you free. <laughs> we are already free. Uh, we're under bondage to the Romans. We are Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. Why sayest thou ye shall be made free? Verily I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and ye do that which ye have seen with your father. Abraham is our father! If ye were the children of Abraham, ye would do the works of Abraham. Ye seek to kill me. This did not Abraham. Ye do the deeds of your father. We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. If God were your father, Ye would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him, for he is a liar and the father of it. Say we not well that thou hast a devil? I have not a devil. But I honor my father, and ye do dishonor me. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Ah, uh, now we know that thou hast the devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou sayest, if a man keep my saying, he shall never taste of death. <laughs> Art thou greater than Abraham? which is dead, or the prophets? Whom makest thou thyself? If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. <laughs> thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? <laughs> verily, verily I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. <laughs> then took they up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. We'll continue the Bible story tomorrow, and if you would like to have these stories to listen to at home, you can call the Bible in Living Sound at 1-800-634-0234. That's 1-800-634-0234. Now here's some more music before we have to say goodbye.
What are you doing? I'm building a prison for those who don't come to church each week. <laughs> <laughs> Looks more like a doghouse. Yeah, or that. What's on your mind, Miss Hannah? Well, I've been praying a lot lately, just like you suggested. And? 
and I don't think I'm doing it right. I don't think God is listening. Why do you say that? Nothing has changed. Everything is still the same. Really? Yeah. I still go to school each day, come home, eat supper, play with my little brother for a while, do my homework, say goodnight to my mom, and go to sleep. Then, the next day, I do the very same thing again. Hmm, let's see. I, I may not have added right, but you just mentioned seven answers to prayer right there. I did? Sure. One, you go to school. Millions of kids in this world don't have that opportunity. Two, you come home. In war-torn nations, many kids don't have a real home to come home to. Three, you eat supper. I don't have to tell you about the famines in so many parts of the world. Four, you play with your little brother. He's healthy and strong. That's a true blessing. Five, you do your homework, which means you're learning new things. Six, you say goodnight to your mom. A whole lot of orphans would give anything to be able to do that. And seven, you sleep safe and sound in your comfortable bed. Hannah, that's seven answered prayers right there. Seven wonderful blessings. Wow. I never thought of it that way. You know what, Pastor Perez? Tonight, I'm going to thank God that nothing has changed, that everything is still the same. I think that's a very good idea, Hannah. Jesus wants to be our friend. He has placed in our hearts a desire to share our deepest secrets and brightest hopes with Him. This program was brought to you by the Children's Ministries Department of the General Conference of Seventh-day Adventists. R. God promises to remember me.
boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. The Right Kind of Witness by Jennifer Aaron. Do you know what would happen if you crossed the street right now and got hit by a car? I was outside the school building eating lunch when someone I didn't even know walked up and asked me that question. I'd seen the girl before, but we'd never talked or even had a class together. As the girl spoke, she pointed to the street going past our school. It's one of the main streets in town. It has four lanes and is always busy. Finally, I replied, well, if I was stupid enough to walk into that street, I'd deserve whatever happened to me. But do you know what's going to happen to you when you die, she persisted. Apparently, this girl thought I was stupid and morbid. I'll be buried? But will you go to heaven someday? I rolled my eyes. This girl really was clueless. I wasn't answering her questions seriously. I wasn't making eye contact, and I didn't want to have this conversation with her. I don't care, I said. Surely that would make her go away. You don't want to be lost forever, do you? Then again, maybe it wouldn't. I wasn't raised to be rude or to yell and swear at people, so the only thing I could think of to make her leave me alone was to keep repeating myself. I don't care. Finally, the girl decided to move on to her next target. I'd told her the truth. I had never thought about what would happen to me after death, and I didn't care. My parents didn't go to church, and all I knew was that when I was little, they had been offended by something and had stopped going. The only thing this girl had accomplished by talking to me was to convince me never to go to church, not if she was the kind of person I would meet there. The next year, a new girl came to our school. Caitlin was in my English class, and my best friend Megan and I became good friends with her. She and her family went to church, and when she found out that Megan and I didn't, she invited us to go with her. Neither of us was interested, so she dropped the subject, without dropping us as friends. The three of us were constant companions and could talk to each other about anything. One spring morning, Caitlin approached me. I know you said no before, but my church is having a special program this Friday night, and it would mean a lot to me if you would come. Well, I'll think about it. Thanks. Later, she made the same plea to Megan, who also agreed to consider it. I called Megan that afternoon. What do you think about going on Friday? I hate to let Caitlin down, she admitted. Me too. She's been such a good friend, I said. I think we can do this for her. It's just one evening. Right, and it's not like we have anything better to do. We gave Caitlin the good news the next morning. Great, my dad and I will pick you up about 6.30. When Friday evening came around, I walked with my friends into a sea of burnt orange carpet and upholstery. I didn't recognize any of the songs, and the style of music was nothing like what I listened to at home. As the speaker began talking, though, the distracting details faded away. He explained that I was a sinner, which I pretty much already knew. But his next statement told me something I didn't know, and it changed my life. Jesus Christ died to pay the price for your sins. Although I had never heard that before, I instantly knew it was the truth, and it was the best news I had ever heard. I took a huge step of faith that night by accepting Jesus as my Savior, but I still had a million questions about what it meant to be a Christian. Having Caitlin to talk, pray, and study with made all the difference for me, especially since I didn't start going to church right away. 
I knew Caitlin wasn't like the people who had played a role in my parents' departure from church going, but I wasn't ready to trust everybody else at her church. Once I did start going, though, I found even more help to keep me growing in my faith. Two girls at my middle school would have said they cared about whether or not I went to heaven someday. Only one of them showed me her caring by listening to me and being patient until I was willing to hear the truth I needed so desperately. The story you have heard today is from God's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Let the children come. children come please let the children come children's bible journey was brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio and is a production of Life Talk Radio at lifetalk.net